Welcome to the Homeschool with Moxie podcast, where our goal is to inspire and encourage you with actionable strategies to take you from overwhelmed to confident in your homeschool adventure. I'm your host, Abby Banks, and this is episode 123. This episode is brought to you by Squilt. Do you want to give your children a truly beautiful music education, but don't know where to start? The Squilt Live community is a vibrant group of children and parents who are learning tremendous amounts about composers, music history, music theory, instruments, the grammar of music, and so much more. Let Mary Prather from Squilt teach for you or check out her self-guided resources to do it yourself. You can find out more at 41more.com forward slash Squilt, and make sure you check out episode 93 of the podcast where we talk to Mary all about how Squilt works and what the benefits are of including it in your homeschool. Welcome to episode 123. You can find the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 123. So I thought today we'd talk about kindergarten homeschool and kind of what it entails. We'll talk about what you really need to know about homeschooling kindergarten, also curriculum that you might consider using, and how about a schedule for homeschool kindergarten. Now, some of these things might sound kind of funny to you that have been homeschooling for a while, and I know we're going to talk about the myths and kind of the reality of homeschooling kindergarten, but As a homeschool evaluator in my state of Pennsylvania, I have met so many families in the last year or two who, you know, maybe never even thought they would consider homeschooling, but current events have led them to consider it. I'm so excited for the homeschool community. We are growing. I mean, it's doubled nationwide, and let's see if that trend continues. It's a very exciting time to be homeschooling. But I also want to give confidence to homeschool parents who are really looking at it, maybe thinking too hard about it about the whole homeschool kindergarten thing. Parents are literally stressed out thinking they have to do everything that this kindergarten classroom down the street does and they have to pull it into their home. I see some parents on social media talking about how their kindergarten or first grader is doing six or seven hours of schoolwork a day and the moms are complaining that they don't have time to get the housework done and I just kind of want to pull my hair out and I wish I could just talk to everyone in that situation and say, look, you are likely overthinking it. If you're if you're overwhelmed at the thought of homeschooling kindergarten, let's get back to basics. Let's pull it all back and figure out what is actually required, necessary. What does a successful homeschool kindergarten even look like? I really think most of people that are just jumping into this and thinking they have to replicate public school at home are really trying too hard. And so, you know, we think because the public school kindergarten classroom has credentialed teachers and special resources and the certain curriculum. I mean, I have kindergarten teacher friends who were in the public school and they talk about how it's changed in the last 20 years that they've been in the classroom. They're literally spending so much time getting kindergartners ready for standardized testing. I mean, what have things come to? It's really ridiculous. Remember, what has all of human history looked like? It's looked like home education. And at the early part of America's founding, it was. It was home education. Sure, if you were a more wealthy family, you might have been able to hire a tutor for your child. So maybe it wasn't always the parent teaching, but that's still a homeschool approach. It's still one-on-one. It's not 
a factory model schooling. That didn't happen till later. And I think most of us can say by looking at the state of public education in our country that the factory style of schooling has not been a great thing for our kids, for their education. There are so many kids who are graduating who can't read, who have, I saw a stat recently and I can't remember what city, I think it was like Baltimore. Kids graduating in Baltimore have a 1.0 GPA. I mean, this is ridiculous. So let's pull it back. Let's talk about kindergarten today. Let's say you can't ruin kindergarten and let's talk about what you really need to know. So I'm going to have so many resources for you. I'm going to have the list that we talk about today, our homeschool curriculum favorites and schedule recommendations in the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 123. Let's jump in. So here are about 21 things that just off the top of my head, I thought that we needed to talk about. If you're considering homeschooling kindergarten and you're kind of overwhelmed, here's what you need to know. Number one, let them play. This is really what kindergarten used to be way back at the beginning. It really was kind of like a communal playtime for the kids. I mean, sure, they might have learned some letters and some numbers, but do you realize that when our parents or grandparents, depending how old you are, when they were in kindergarten in like the 40s and 50s, they it was not highly structured and like tons of at your desk learning. I mean, they did a lot of playtime and kids back then weren't even reading in kindergarten. You might not have learned to read till first grade. Now we're pushing things back earlier and earlier and saying, no, you have to read in kindergarten. You have to take standardized tests in kindergarten. No, when you're homeschooling, you have to go back to the way childhood is meant to be and let them play because they are only children once. Let them enjoy it. And besides, Play is the work of childhood. And I know that's a quote from someone, and I'm sorry I'm not attributing it to them correctly. I'll see if I can find out who that was and put it in the show notes that said that. But honestly, kids are learning through play. Their brains are developing. It's actually beneficial for them. So don't think they're wasting time with playing. Now, I'm not talking about playing Minecraft on your phone. I'm talking about open-ended play, creative play, imaginative play, playing outside, playing with, you know, building things with blocks. That's the kind of play that's very beneficial for kids. So when you're homeschooling kindergarten, if that's what they do most of the day, you're doing a great job. Here's the other thing you want to do. You want to read aloud to your child every day. I've also meant people, um, this is especially in my role as a piano teacher, I have met people that bring their four-year-old, almost five-year-old to me for piano lessons. And sadly, I can tell the parents have never taken the time to read to that child because they don't even know the basics of letters. They don't know numbers. They don't know how to count to five. I'm not even joking. A kid that's almost five years old, about to go to kindergarten, can't even count to five. How are our kids supposed to learn these things? They naturally learn these things by reading. I remember reading with our kids when they were toddlers, and it was the same book over and over, and it was really boring for the parent, but the child is learning so much and pointing things out and having a conversation with your child. And they're learning really essential skills that way. But not only that, they're learning to listen and to sit still and follow a storyline. It's helping their ability to focus and their comprehension skills. I mean, you can read much more complicated literature to your kids than, of course, they could ever read themselves in kindergarten. When they're in kindergarten, they're reading C-Spot Run. That's not super impressive. But when you can read Little House on the Prairie to them when they're in kindergarten, that's at a higher level, but they can follow the story. 
You know, you could even read um, Chronicles of Narnia to your kindergartner. They can follow that story. There are so many wonderful pieces of literature that are way above their reading level. But when you do reading aloud, they are able to really grow in their, all of these skills that are essential for education. Now, here's the other thing you need to remember. Kids are naturally curious, and what schools do is that they school that right out of them. They make them sit in a chair and pick up their pencil before their fine motor skills are even there, and they're making them write stuff, and oh, I have so many stories. I'm sorry if I'm rambling a little, but I also um, have been a substitute in my local district for the last... I don't know, three, four, five years, I've done a little bit of substituting just because I want to kind of keep my eyes on the pulse of public education. Since my kids are homeschooled, that's kind of my peek into what's still going on in the public school classroom. And before COVID happened, I was in a kindergarten classroom as a substitute. And it's kind of weird how teachers give kindergartners um a piece of handwriting paper. This is this was even at the beginning of the year. I think this was in September. And they expected them to write a story and then draw a picture for it. I mean, a kindergartner, it's like then they ex- then they kind of think they're going to send that home to the parent and that's going to look impressive like look, your kids are writing stories in kindergarten. These some of these kids couldn't even hold a pencil and they didn't even know how to write their letters, but yet the teacher was giving the assignment through me as a substitute to write this story and illustrate it. And I thought, this is so backwards. Our kids aren't ready to do that kind of thing. There are so many foundational skills. And so this is part of my trying to illustrate. The kids are naturally curious, but when we just do the factory model of schooling, we school that curiosity right out of them. How boring is it to sit in a desk all day being told to do these skills that you don't even have yet? Being told to write or being told to write a story or whatever when you haven't even learned to form your letters correctly. And so what is the goal? The goal is you want to encourage a lifelong love of learning. And that comes by not squashing their natural curiosity. You don't have to usually build a curiosity into your kids, you know they're curious. You know that toddler is curious about the world around them and they want to walk around and start touching things and opening cabinets. They love it. If you take kids outside and they're young, you know they'll find a lot of interesting things laying on the ground, a stick, a bug, a leaf. They're naturally curious. You don't want to just school it out of them. You want to keep stoking that fire. And with a home education environment, you can keep that curiosity and love of learning growing. You're going to want to check out my episode I did with Ainsley Arment from Wild and Free. She really has a philosophy that's built all around this. And that is what the early years can look like. The early years of homeschooling do not need formal curriculum, formal structure, formal anything. It's really a natural extension of childhood. And the way you are as a homeschool parent is just a natural extension of parenting. You're just keeping the resources in front of your kids, opening doors of opportunity for them to learn about all different things. They're curious anyway. Let's not school it out of them. So I'll link to that episode with Ainsley in the show notes so that you can check that out as well. So when people think about, okay, how long does it take to homeschool, like kindergarten, for example? I mean, it might take, now this is even a high number, I think. It might take an hour or less per day of formal learning 
I mean, I guess an hour might be if you have a really interested kindergartner who wants to spend the time learning. But if you have a kindergartner who's, you know, eh, doesn't really want to do formal learning, you literally could get away with 10 minutes of phonics every day, 10 minutes of math, you know, learning a new skill, practicing a new skill. And then all the rest of the day is read alouds, listening to music, doing art, playing, like nature walk, all of those things that they're learning, cooking with you, baking. So it's not going to take as long as you think. Kindergartners are at school in a public school all day, and that's ridiculous. They're not learning things all day. It's really crowd control, babysitting, keeping them busy. It's not education. So what are you doing in your homeschool? Well, you're mainly focusing on math and phonics. That Those are the foundation blocks of learning in every age and in every level, but especially in kindergarten. So math and phonics, you need a library card because you're going to need lots of books. You're going to need a phonics uh, plan and a math plan. And we'll talk about those in a minute. And that's all you need. So what do you do about science? You for sure don't need a science textbook in kindergarten. You're going to cover science by doing natural things, going outside, learn about the world around them. Nature walks. Do you have pets? You can learn about animals, go to the zoo, like learn about the weather. There are so many science topics that are just fun to learn naturally. What about history? There are tons of books about important historical figures or historical events. Just read, take a field trip, learn about the world, your country, your community, you know, it's, it's very easy to cover naturally. And here's the thing. You want a flexible routine. A lot of people worry about, okay, do I need to start at eight o'clock? And then at nine o'clock, I have to have this, you know, certain, I have to know what subject I'm doing at nine and then 10. And then, you know, no, you're not a public school. Set a flexible routine for your day. Maybe you just want the kids to play until 10 o'clock. And then at 10, you work on phonics. And then if they're still okay, you do another 10 minutes and work on math. And then the rest of the day is read aloud, playing outside, you know, go to a a playground and play outside, like whatever. But it's just a flexible routine. You don't need any kind of structure or rigid schedule in homeschool, especially when you're just homeschooling kindergarten. Now, here are a few other things I want you to know. You can't compare your kids to other kids. Sure, the, the, you know, your friend's child might be reading already and yours might not be. That's okay. Everyone's on their own progress you know, journey. Everyone's different. You're, you cannot compare and then make yourself feel bad or your kids feel bad. As long as you're progressing every day, you're on the right track. You also need to trust your gut. Some of my worst regrets as a homeschool mom are when I didn't trust my gut because I knew what was best, but for whatever reason, we did something else. You know your kids better than anyone else, so trust your gut. Also, don't stress over checking boxes. Of course, you need to know what the laws are in your state and follow those requirements, but honestly, I live in a state that's one of the most highly regulated in the country, and yet it's not hard to follow the the law, but people still stress over all the requirements. Don't do that. Just, Just deal with the legal stuff and then homeschool your kids. The next thing I need to say is that your relationship with your children is just as important as what you teach. Focus on the relationship and you will never go wrong. You'll fit in the phonics and the math. It's fine. 
but do focus on relationship with your children and also sibling relationships. Those things are really special and really important. I've already mentioned, don't try to replicate public school at home. Just let it flow naturally. You don't even need the little school desks. You don't need the official homeschool classroom. You literally can do kindergarten at the kitchen table and on the couch. That's all. Do the next thing. Just do the next thing. Don't get, don't hyperventilate about your teacher planner book, which you've written every little thing you're going to do in kindergarten. It's overkill. Just do the next thing. Figure out what your phonics plan is. And every day, just do the next little lesson. Figure out what you're teaching in math. And every day, just learn the next skill. If something doesn't work, don't panic. Try something else. It's not the end of the world. I know these are obvious things, but I have met so many new homeschooling parents that they really need to hear this, and maybe you're one of them. So I'm saying all this in love because I've been there a long time ago, but I've been there and I've homeschooled five kids through kindergarten. So these are the things that you need to know and that everyone needs to know. Also, if you do go with the curriculum, you need to realize that you shouldn't let the curriculum be the boss because it isn't designed to know your kids like you do. And I'm going to talk in a minute about homeschool curriculum for kindergarten because I don't think you need it. But if you do want to go with an official curriculum, make sure you realize you're still in charge and don't let it control you. Okay, here are the last three things I want to mention, and they are maybe the most important things you need to hear. It doesn't take a teaching degree to teach your kids kindergarten. They're learning beginning math and reading. If you don't feel qualified to teach your kindergartner, why in the world would you send them to the public school system who made you feel unqualified to teach beginning math and reading? It's the most ridiculous thing in the world. If your public education was so wonderful, why can't you teach a five-year-old how to read or beginning math? It's not rocket science. I think we look at teaching how to read as this huge thing. It's not. It truly isn't. And if you have a plan and you have a resource that you know it's going to walk you through it step-by-step, you will be just fine. All right. So I have a teaching degree and I always say this, I learned more about education as a homeschool mom with my five kids than I ever did getting my teaching certification or even teaching in the middle school classroom. I learned more because what we're doing at home is, is real authentic one-on-one. We're actually really meeting the kids needs. What you're doing in a classroom is crowd control and it's like teaching to the mob and it's keeping busy work. It's keeping them busy, keeping them filling out paperwork. So I have lots of grades and papers to show the parents. It's not the same thing. So the homeschool environment is the best environment for learning. I want you to know that a loving parent can provide an excellent education. You are qualified. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. I know the public school system is really trying to make parents, average parents who don't have a teaching degree, really trying to make you all feel less than qualified, that you should definitely not homeschool your kids because you are not an expert in education. That is not true. A loving parent can provide this. Look, we even have had a dyslexic child in our family. I never learned about dyslexia as a middle school um, education major. That wasn't, I was social studies education. Like I was learning history and economics and geography and stuff and how to teach that. I wasn't learning about reading issues and dyslexia. I have learned more as a homeschool parent in that area as well than I ever learned in university. So I don't want you to feel like you are not qualified and don't let them tell you otherwise. You guys can do a great job because you're the parent. You love that child and you know their strengths and their weaknesses and don't let anyone ever tell you otherwise. And finally, 
your child is not behind. We've already mentioned this too about not comparing your child with other children their age. Your child's not behind. They will learn to read on their schedule. Some kids really do take a long time till it clicks. And then when it clicks, it's not a big chore. They actually learn to read very quickly. So if you start to teach your child how to read and it's just a slog and it's not, it's not like, (laughs) it's not gelling at all take a little break and come back to it later. Sometimes children are not ready for that. And so your child's not behind. Just keep moving forward. If they're not ready to read, then you read to them. You read amazing stories to them and amazing you know, history accounts or biographies and amazing things about the science topics they love. Like You read to them until they learn how to read. And don't ever feel like your child is behind because they are not. Let them grow at their pace and everything will be just fine. So I mainly wanted this episode to be a pep talk about homeschooling kindergarten and really pulling it down to the main essential things you need to realize are most important. And I hope we've covered them sufficiently. And as a reminder, be sure to check out the show notes because I will link to a ton of resources and curriculum to check out for homeschooling your kindergartner, as well as what to do about that kindergarten schedule, which I highly recommend something visual like a workbox. And so if workboxes are a new concept for you, head on over to 41more.com forward slash 123, where I will have a video peek inside a set of workboxes we recently used for our first grader. So you could use the same thing for your kindergartner. So the bottom line is, yes, you can homeschool kindergarten and you can do an awesome job. Jump in there, mom. You can do it. You'll find resources and links to help at 41more.com forward slash 123. Don't forget about our online homeschool mom support group, the Homeschool Mom Collective, which you can find at 41more.com forward slash membership. If you're feeling a bit overwhelmed about starting, this might be just the group you need. Thanks for listening. And in the meantime, happy homeschooling.